Today is June 30th. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is great to be here with you today. As we uh, enter a brand new sparkly, shiny week, but also this is the last day of the sixth month of the year. So this is kind of the point where we're, we're halfway through the Bible. Well done for making it six months every day through the scriptures. And we have another six months out in front of us as we reach for the end of the year and reach for all that God has for us in the second half of the year through his word. So let's dive in and get this week off to a good start, uh, knowing that we will enter the seventh month of the year beginning tomorrow. This week we'll read from the Christian Standard Bible, and uh, we'll be picking up where we left off in the book of Second Kings today, chapter eighteen, or sorry, seventeen, verse one through eighteen, verse twelve. In the twelfth year of Judah's king, Ahaz, Hoshea, son of Elah, became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned nine years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked him, and Hoshea became his vassal and paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria caught Hoshea in a conspiracy. He had sent envoys to King So, king of Egypt, and had not paid tribute to the king of Assyria as in previous years. Therefore the king of Assyria arrested him and put him in prison. The king of Assyria invaded the whole land, marched up to Samaria, and besieged it for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. He deported the Israelites to Assyria and settled them in Halah, along the Habor, Gozan's river, and in the cities of the Medes. This disaster happened because the people of Israel sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and because they worshipped other gods. They lived according to the customs of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites and according to what the kings of Israel did. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. They built high places in all their towns, from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves sacred pillars and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every green tree. They burned incense there on all the high places, just like the nations that the Lord had driven out before them had done. They did evil things, angering the Lord. They served idols, although the Lord had told them, you must not do this. Still, the Lord warned Israel and Judah through every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commands and statutes according to the whole law I commanded your ancestors and sent to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen. Instead, they became obstinate like their ancestors who did not believe the Lord their God 
They rejected his statutes and his covenants he had made with their ancestors and the warnings he had given them. They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves, following the surrounding nations the Lord had commanded them not to imitate. They abandoned all the commands of the Lord their God. They made cast images for themselves, two calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed in worship to all the stars in the sky and served Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire and practiced divination and interpreted omens. They devoted themselves to do what was evil in the Lord's sight and angered Him. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and He removed them from His presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained. Even Judah did not keep the commands of the Lord their God, but lived according to the customs Israel had practiced. So the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, punished them, and handed them over to plunderers until he had banished them from his presence. When the Lord tore Israel from the house of David, Israel made Jeroboam son of Nebat king. Then Jeroboam led Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit immense sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins that Jeroboam committed and did not turn away from them. Finally, the Lord removed Israel from his presence just as he had declared through all his servants, the prophets. So Israel has been exiled to Assyria from their homeland to this very day. Then the king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kuta, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvaim, and settled them in place of the Israelites in the cities of Samaria. The settlers took possession of Samaria and lived in its cities. When they first lived there, they did not fear the Lord. So the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. The settlers said to the king of Assyria, the nations that you have deported and placed in the cities of Samaria do not know the requirements of the God of the land. Therefore he has sent lions among them that are killing them, because the people don't know the requirements of the God of the land. Then the king of Assyria issued a command. Send back one of the priests you deported. Have him go and live there so he can teach them the requirements of the God of the land. So one of the priests they had deported came and lived in Bethel, and he began to teach them how they should fear the Lord. But the people of each nation were still making their own gods in the cities where they lived, and putting them in the shrines of the high places that the people of Samaria had made. The men of Babylon made Succoth Benoth, the men of Kuth made Nergal, the men of Hamath made Ashima. The Avites made Nibaz and Tartak, and the Sepharvites burned their children in the fire to Adremelech and Anamelech, the gods of Sepharvaim. They feared the Lord, but they also made from their ranks priests for the high places, who were working for them at the shrines of the high places. They feared the Lord but they also worshipped their own gods according to the practice of the nations from which they had been deported. 
they are still observing the former practices to this day. None of them fear the Lord or observe the statutes and ordinances, the law and commandments that the Lord had commanded the descendants of Jacob, whom he had given the name Israel. The Lord made a covenant with Jacob's descendants and commanded them, Do not fear other gods. Do not bow and worship to them. Do not serve them. Do not sacrifice to them. Instead, fear the Lord, who brought you up from the land of Egypt with great power and an outstretched arm. You are to bow down to him, and you are to sacrifice to him. You are to be careful always to observe the statutes, the ordinances, the law, and the commandments he wrote for you. Do not fear other gods. Do not forget the covenant I have made with you. Do not fear other gods, but fear the Lord your God, and he will rescue you from all your enemies. However, these nations would not listen, but continued observing their former practices. They feared the Lord, but also served their idols. Still today, their children and grandchildren continue doing as their fathers did. In the third year of Israel's king Hoshea, son of Elah, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, became king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the high places, shattered the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake that Moses made, for until then the Israelites were burning incense to it. It was called Nehushtan. Hezekiah relied on the Lord God of Israel. Not one of the kings of Judah was like him, either before him or after him. He remained faithful to the Lord and did not turn from following him, but kept the commands the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him, and wherever he went, he prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its borders, from watchtower to fortified city. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Israel's King Hoshea, son of Elah, Assyria's King Shalmaneser marched against Samaria and besieged it. The Assyrians captured it at the end of three years. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Israel's King Hoshea, Samaria was captured. The king of Assyria deported the Israelites to Assyria and put them in Halah, along the Habor, Gozan's river, and in the cities of the Medes, because they did not listen to the Lord their God, but violated his covenant. All he had commanded Moses, the servant of the Lord, they did not listen, and they did not obey. 
After the uproar was over, Paul sent for the disciples, encouraged them, and after saying farewell, departed to go to Macedonia. And when he had passed through those areas and offered them many words of encouragement, he came to Greece and stayed three months. The Jews plotted against him when he was about to set sail for Syria, and so he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sopater, son of Pyrrhus, from Berea, Aristarchus, and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy, Antichicus, and Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us in Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread. In five days we reached them at Troas, where we spent seven days. On the first day of the week, we assembled to break bread. Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to depart the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs, where we were assembled, and a young man named Eutychus was sitting on a windowsill and sank into a deep sleep as Paul kept on talking. When he was overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, bent over him, embraced him and said, Don't be alarmed, because he's alive. After going upstairs, breaking the bread and eating, Paul talked a long time until dawn. Then he left. They brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed for Asos, where we were going to take Paul on board, because these were his instructions, since he himself was going by land. When he met us at Asos, we took him on board and went on to Mytilene. Sailing from there, the next day we arrived off Chios. The following day, we crossed over to Samos, and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, for the day of Pentecost. Now, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and summoned the elders of the church. When they came to him, he said to them, You know, from the first day I set foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time serving the Lord with all humility, with tears, and during the trials that came to me through the plots of the Jews. You know that I did not avoid proclaiming to you anything that was profitable or from teaching you publicly and from house to house. I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am on my way to Jerusalem, compelled by the Spirit, not knowing what I will encounter there, except that in every town the Holy Spirit warns me that chains and afflictions are waiting for me. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course 
and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. And now I know that none of you among whom I went about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you because I did not avoid declaring to you the whole plan of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will rise up even from your own number and distort the truth to lure the disciples into following them. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for three years, I never stopped warning each one of you with tears. And now, I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that I worked with my own hands to support myself and those who are with me. In every way I've shown you that it is necessary to help the weak by laboring like this and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus because he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. After he said this, he knelt down and prayed with all of them. There were many tears shed by everyone. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving most of all over his statement that they would never see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. Psalm 148 Creation's Praise of the Lord Hallelujah! Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly armies. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He set them in position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, stormy wind that executes his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, 
princes and all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people, resulting in praise to all his faithful ones, to the Israelites, the people close to him. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 6 and 7. A fool's lips lead to strife, and his mouth provokes a beating. A fool's mouth is his devastation, and his lips are a trap for his life. Okay, so even as we conclude our reading for the first six months of the year, and even as we prepare tomorrow to kind of turn the page and, and move into the back half, the second six months of the year, some pretty big things have happened today uh, that we should know kind of going forward. And, and these things are things that we will refer back to, but this is the place where we encountered them in the Bible. So in the book of Second Kings today, we've been tracking and, you know, you, you got to pay attention because we're moving through the kings of Israel, which is the northern kingdom and the kings of Judah, which is the southern kingdom. So today, uh, what we just read was the end of the northern kingdom of Israel. Like, it will never be the northern kingdom of Israel again. It never was again. Assyria captured Samaria, the capital city of the northern kingdom, and deported all of its inhabitants which, as we have referred to before, is the way that they built the empires back then, like displacing people so that they didn't have a homeland outside of the empire and so that over the course of generations they would forget where they came from. And so what we watched in today's reading was that the children of Israel were displaced from the promised land Ten of the tribes were deported to other lands, while many other conquered peoples from different places were moved in. Right? And so they're like, we don't know how to worship these gods, and there were lions and all of this. What we are seeing happen now is the earliest versions of what would later be known in Jesus' time as Samaritans. Right? So the capital city of the northern kingdom was Samaria. But the Israelites were deported and new people were moved in. They sent for a priest who already was worshiping false idols and he began to teach them and they began to mix all of their cultures together, creating a new way of worshiping God. Uh, unlike Moses' teachings, and over time, they became the Samaritans. And so the people of Judah, they will get conquered, but they will get to come back and they will believe that they are holding on to the true traditions 
And so those people up in the north near the Galilee area, they will be known as Samaritans because although they worship Yahweh, they don't worship him the same. We don't have the same understanding of him at all. And uh, so we will, it won't be the last time that we interact with the people of the north near the Galilee. Uh, but at this point in 2 Kings, uh, we are well before uh, the Roman Empire came in and controlled the area. So then in the book of Acts, we're obviously moving into the New Testament, moving forward in time considerably. So we are at a time where Paul is moving around the Roman Empire. But these returned exiles who have come back to Judah and controlled Jerusalem, the, the remnant, the, the remainder of these people, are trying to hold on to some influence and power. Paul has been uh, moving around the empire, sharing the gospel. But in Jerusalem, they want Paul dead. Right? He's an apostate as far as they're concerned. He has left his faith and has begun these crazy teachings about this guy, Jesus. So he deserves to die under Mosaic law. They want Paul to die. And now Paul's on his way to Jerusalem where people want him dead. But the Holy Spirit has told him to come. And so we see this final meeting between Paul and uh, and the brothers and sisters, uh, the Ephesians, who have come to see him at the docks. And we see the tearful farewell where he's like, I, I have to go back to Jerusalem. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit just keeps telling me I have to go back there and that I will experience chains and affliction. And I know that I'll never see you. You'll never see me again. Uh, so it's a bittersweet moment, to say the least. And we'll continue to track with Paul, obviously, uh, for quite a while. But we'll see where this story leads. Uh, because he's on his way to Jerusalem. And the complexion of his ministry is going to change dramatically. So, Father, we thank you for your word and and. and he here we are at the end of the first half of the year and at the precipice of the second half of the year. And we invite your Holy Spirit into that second half of the year, into all that is out in front of us. And we ask that you speak to us and transform us and change us so that as we complete this year, we don't even recognize the person that we once were. You have changed our hearts from within. And we look back and we're thankful for all the work that you have done in our lives this first six months. We are so grateful. We are so thankful. And as uh, we move through the center of the year, even as we prepare for the Daily Audio Bible Long Walk, just to reset and live into this second half of the year, uh, next week, we invite your Holy Spirit. Come, Jesus, we pray. In your mighty name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It is home-based. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And yeah, uh, we've been talking about this for a week. But one week from today 
is the 7th of July, and it is uh, our own little holiday, the Daily Audio Bible Long Walk. And we've been unpacking that for a week. It's, it's very simple. It's just a matter of giving yourself permission and uh, taking the reins and taking a day out of your life and going for a long walk with God who loves you more than words could ever articulate and has been waiting for some uninterrupted time with you. And if you think about it, your soul has been craving uninterrupted time with God. It's just been too frantic, which explains a lot. So we just set aside the 7th of July, whatever day it happens to be. This year it happens to be on a Sunday. It's very convenient. And all you got to do is to go somewhere beautiful. Whether that's, uh, you know, two blocks down the street or whether you get in your car and drive a couple hours to some place that you love that's meaningful for you. Go somewhere beautiful. Go for a long walk with God. Don't allow the distractions in, and interruptions to invade your life like they do every other day. Set this day aside and just go for a long walk. It doesn't matter whether your long walk is, you know, like you're going to walk 20 miles or whether you're going to walk, you know, a quarter of a mile. You're just going to go real slow. It, do, like, it doesn't matter. The point is that you have time to say everything that you need to say. And that you have time to hear everything that you need to hear. So it's very individual, but it's also communal because we're doing it all over the world at the same time. So just take your take your phone, take a tap, whatever you whatever camera, whatever. Like don't go find a bench and spend the day on social media. But have your phone or whatever, and wherever you go, take a picture. Or shoot a little video of where you were. And uh, you can post that back to facebook.com forward slash daily audio Bible. And uh, then we watch as all of the little windows into each other's lives all around the world and all the beauty of God's creation all over the earth uh, start to materialize before our eyes. It is uh, it's a beautiful tradition that we have a beautiful opportunity to reset and live into the new year and start it strong. So make plans for that. That's next week. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. Uh, it lives on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here next month, which happens to be 
tomorrow. Hello, uh, my name is Shirley, and um, I'm calling to for a request not to be despairing. Uh, I yelled at God yesterday. I said, why, why, why? Of course, I know He's good and all-powerful and merciful. I pray for my daughter who has addiction, and I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how to wait on God to make a move. And as I start to think, what's the point of prayer? All of that foolishness. So, I'd like if you can hold up my arms to continue to pray and hope and that God will make a move soon in our life. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Helen. I'm ringing from Harrogate in the UK. I'm ringing for the first time to ask for prayer for my family. We've heard that my Aunt Lydia, who has estranged herself from our family, has just found out that she has stage 4 cancer. She has it in her brain, her lungs and her lymph nodes. She used to have a genuine face but lost it many years ago. My grandparents have already lost one daughter to cancer. We'd ask, love to ask you guys to pray for salvation, restoration, forgiveness, reconciliation and healing for Lydia and the family and for peace and strength for us. Thank you very much. God bless you. Hello, my DAB family. This is Mark Street from Sydney, Australia. Today is Thursday, 27th of June. And today, look, there's many people I want to call in for, but I'm sorry I haven't been calling as much. But today, look, I really want to call out Lee from New Jersey. Lee, um, you know, you have been given a gift from God to call in with these seven deadly sins covered in this. Uh, Lee, I just want to say a little story for everybody in the DAB. Um, uh, I'm 56, and um, I have uh, no assets, no car, no house, no nothing, and I'm starting to panic thinking that I've got to get material possessions uh, as I'm getting to an age of retirement. I live paycheck to paycheck, and you know what, Lee? Your message hit me direct from God. Because in these last nine years, when I've uh, business failed and I lost everything, <clears throat> he's never let me down, not even once. Um, I've always had the funds to meet my commitments. Uh, even though there was times where I thought that I was going to go bankrupt multiple times, he's always come through with a tax return check or, or some government funding um, or just people that have just donated to me. Um, and he has never let me down. So, Lee, thank you for being so faithful to God and calling in what God has been asking us. He certainly spoke to me and said, Mark, you know, um, he will look after me. And that's renewed my spirit, Lee. So God bless you, my brother. And I'm always praying for you too and your family. Uh, love you all, family. And I'll talk to you again soon. Mark Street. Hi. Um, hi, Daily Audio Bible. Um, I first just want to say, well, my name is Crystal and I'm a homeschooling mom of two. Um, and I just first want to say thank you so much to um, Brian and to Jill and to just the family here that make it happen. It's amazing. And this is the furthest I've got. I've been listening for a couple of years, but this is the furthest I've got through the Bible. Um, and I just feel so appreciative. It's just, it's so intensely 
enriching in so many ways. The community, the prayers, the breakdown of what happens in the Bible at the end by Brian. I just really appreciate it. Um, so I'm calling today because I just really feel like I need prayer. I'm in a, a really difficult place. I'm feeling incredibly discouraged and overwhelmed, to be honest. Um, I've been struggling with drinking alcohol for the past two years. And um, I kind of feel like I've reached out to every you know there's so many different places and just i just really really want some help um i'm scared of getting worse um especially because i home educate my children i'm scared of what could happen um i, I find it very hard to quit this habit with my husband and his bad habits um and i really would love it if me and him could get to a place where we both want to serve God in a really passionate way together, you know, going to church together, bringing our family up in the way of God. So I'm just reaching out to really ask for prayer. I'm incredibly desperate, and I just know that the scripture says that if we pray together, share our prayers, that we can um, pray for one another and be healed. So I'm just reaching out for that, and I love you all, and I hear people's prayer requests, and I pray for you. Thank you, guys. Take care. I appreciate 